0: Hello, you are listening to Forefront. This is Adam and Christina Hannon.
1: We've been married for 16 years. We have four kids in this podcast. We're asking each other three marriage checking questions. What's something that's brought you joy this week? What's something that's been hard this week? And what's something that's been on the forefront of your mind?
0: So this is your chance to eavesdrop in as we check in with each other. Your turn to start this week. So something
1: that's brought me joy this week, last week, Monday... No joke, the most productive Monday I've ever had.
0: Wow, and you are creeping up on 40 years old.
1: It's been a lot of Mondays. So
0: that's a lot of Mondays.
1: It's been a lot of Mondays, but I was just checking things off my, I've got a big to-do list every week. It kind of fluctuates, you know, sometimes it's more than others, but I was just checking things off my list left and right. I even had a lot of meetings that day. I can't explain how all this stuff got accomplished that day. It felt so good.
0: Good for you. Monday but, master.
1: <laughs> Monday master. But if I could kind of go out of order here and tie it into my what was hard this week, mm-hmm. I haven't been able to replicate that. <laughs> and I probably never will.
0: Well, it took you almost 40 years to get to that point. So I mean, yeah. maybe it's once every 40 years.
1: Yeah. So this week.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> when I've, you're almost 80.
1: <laughs> I've got that to look forward to. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So this week on Monday, it's not that I wasn't working hard or I didn't get things done. I did. It was more big idea, big projects getting interu- interrupted a lot, which is actually part of my job, oh, right? Yeah. And I actually checked my email, where I think last week I didn't. <laughs> Otherwise- it's <laughs> I- a
0: great way to be productive. <laughs> just don't even don't even acknowledge Mm-mm. email or social media. Can't do it.
1: <laughs> it just didn't feel as productive at the end of the workday, I don't know if I'm just checklist mentality. I love lists. I love being able to check things off.
0: Then I guess that's your answer. Yes, you are checklist mentality.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so get home and you ask me how was work. I'm like,
0: eh, it was, it was,
1: it was good. It was good. It just didn't feel as productive. Even mm-hmm. though it was productive, it didn't feel that way. So
0: Maybe I should ask you something else when you get home.
1: Uh, i don't know what you'd ask because how is work is a pretty it's
0: pretty basic right
1: yeah so i don't i don't know what else you would ask
0: i'm not a very creative wife like how is work (laughs) every day
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i did just get home from work so it makes sense (laughs) What what other ways could you ask somebody to try to get a different angle or a different spin on the classic how is work i'm asking the question i don't have an answer i don't know
0: how did you see God working through you today? Ooh. Or...
1: How was the coffee? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's really the most important thing, right? <laughs> it's a it's a
1: piece. It's an ingredient. All right. So that was my joy and what was hard for me this week. So how All about right. you?
0: Well, if you're double dipping, then yeah. I'm going to double dip as well. Okay. All right. So <laughs> my joy this week is... I got a phone call asking if I would redecorate Equipping Room 2 at church.
1: Ooh. Woo! Now, you've mentioned on this podcast before, you love, it's your favorite game, redecorating.
0: My favorite game, rearranging the furniture, which is sort of redecorating. And it's not, I mean... It's like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle. And it's not, to be fair, it's not like totally redecorating. It's just like wall decor mm. because that room is used for so many things like the furniture comes and goes and comes and goes just depending on what how many tables or chairs they need set up because it's a classroom yeah but wall decor mm. i'm in charge nice i even get a budget
1: are you serious
0: so the question really is is how do they feel about sophisticated dog posters
1: because that would uh, totally be your jam <laughs>
0: I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> that is not the place. But I'm like, super excited about it. Crazy excited about it. So that, that was a joy. Good. But to go along with it, here's the hard is, so there's also a need. Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. And so the whole church needs to be decorated for Christmas. And I had to say No. You
1: said no to decorating for Christmas? Well, I'm
0: going to help decorate, but I can't be in charge Mm. of planning all the Christmas decorating. Mm.
1: It's a big building.
0: It's a big building, and typically we go all out. That was hard because every ounce of my being wants to be like yes like mm-hmm. yes I want to do that. And it was funny because at the time like at the moment that I got this phone call, I have been looking through I had just gotten the mail and I had gotten a catalog in the mail which I don't call them catalogs because catalogs are things that you order things from and you mm-hmm. would spend money on typically. So I've come to call them magazines. Right,
1: because you just look through them for <laughs> ideas. I
0: just look at them. I'm not buying anything. So that was something like early on in our marriage. like we I was to...
1: stressed out. I was worried. <laughs> it's like we can't afford everything in Pottery Barn magazine. Right, right. Pottery Barn catalog. Right. But it took me far too long to understand you're not looking to buy everything from Pottery Barn. You're just getting ideas. And my goodness, our house looks like the catalog.
0: <laughs> For but a fraction of the price. You've thrift
1: shopped <laughs> into Pottery Barn.
0: And so I was just pouring over this catalog in the uh, magazine, whatever you want to call it, in the mail and just like, all oh, the Christmas garland and the, they even had like a, boxwood reindeer it was beautiful it was beautiful and so I was like oh this is so pretty you know like Christmas and then this call like do you want to redecorate this room yes a hundred times yes I do Mm -hmm. and then like we also had this need for Christmas decor but I know you're busy and it's like oh you are right I cannot commit to planning that so I would love to, but no. So that was hard. It's hard to say no, but to recognize your limitations. Next year, maybe that would be like my dream come true, but not this year.
1: Can I step in and say something that might come across as bold? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You're a woman who exceeds limitations almost as a lifestyle.
0: Yeah, maybe I'm just that like, foolish. No, no. Like, I no. don't recognize my limitations.
1: You, you thrive on adventure, and you take on a lot. And I think sometimes you see your limitations, but just that desire to do more makes you say yes to a lot of things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So the fact that you said no here... Is kind of huge.
0: Is kind of huge. Or kind of like telling, okay, here's where we are. We've come to the end. we have come to the end. This is a new chapter. It's just like every yes that you give, you're also giving a thousand no's yeah because everything you say yes to that means you have to say no to all these other opportunities Mm. i can't do them all and that's okay no is a complete sentence (laughs) i've
1: never heard that i love that isn't
0: that great i read that in a book today no is a complete sentence Mm. thank you I needed that.
1: Well, good job. I am proud of you. <laughs> that was hard for you. I am proud of it you. It was
0: hard because I wanted to say yes. I
1: know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that was my, my double dip. I said yes to one thing. That was like manageable. Yep. And super exciting. Mm-hmm. But then just realistically coming to say no. Mm. So, what's been on the forefront of your mind this week?
1: So, our oldest son is currently taking a financial stewardship class. He's 16 and Money management, obviously, super important. Even as a teenager, Mm -hmm. beyond that, for the rest of his life, financial stewardship is going to be ultra important. So I love the curriculum of this class.
0: And this is something that anyone could take. We bought it through the people that we've always done math curriculum through, all through the years. So it's Demi Learning. And I'll put a link to this in our show notes. Because I love this company. I love this curriculum. But you and I could take this Financial stewardship class. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really for anyone. It's not just homeschoolers.
1: Right. And we've taken some Crown Financial stuff. Dave Ramsey, obviously very good. But Demi Learning, this is wonderful. And some of the questions in his assignments the last couple days mm-hmm. have been, ask your parents if they've ever had a job that required, uh, what was it, peace? piecemeal piecemeal income. Or uh, ask your parents... What their first job was where they received an hourly wage and how much they made. Mm-hmm. So he's asking some questions, and it's fun to share these stories with them.
0: Yeah, because I didn't realize you had done piecemeal work before.
1: Yeah. A friend of mine was producing these videos, and he needed some voice work, so he hired me per video to narrate these videos. How-to videos. How to install a clutch into a golf cart. <laughs>
0: I guess I did. Like I knew you were doing that. I just maybe didn't realize. Like, oh, piecemeal applies to even things like that. Video yeah. work, voiceover work, not just like.
1: It's not an actual physical product.
0: How many widgets can you make? Yeah,
1: <laughs> zero in my case. But, uh, but also, okay. So, first job with a wage. Yours was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, my first job, I worked at the county jail. I was the cook. <laughs> as a high schooler. As a high schooler, a 16-year-old girl working as the cook in the county jail. That was me. Um, it was great. I loved it. We didn't interact with any prisoners yeah, You were at safe. All. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We were locked in our own part of the jail and cooking spaghetti and, you mm. know, those little cartons of chocolate milk yeah. on my break chocolate milk and monster cookies. <laughs> that was that was fun.
1: Those prisoners ate well, by the way. I can attest to that after 16 years of marriage.
0: <laughs> they did, unless Betty was working oh! and it was oh, she did things that I'm like, I don't know if that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh boy, cutting some quarters. Anyway, and when I was in high school, you know, I had uh, worked some hourly jobs on some farms around town. And also, I was a dishwasher in a restaurant,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I made half as much, no, less than half as much as you were making as a cook at the jail. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: I didn't realize at the time, like, I was making a lot of money as mm-hmm. a 16-year-old. Yeah. <gasps> anyway.
1: Our daughter, our oldest daughter, I was telling her some stories about when I was dishwashing at the cafe. hmm And uh, I remember part of my job as dishwasher was to go out front, and, you know, they would put the waitresses would put all the dirty dishes into these tubs, so I would have to go out front and get these tubs of dirty dishes and bring them back to wash the dishes. Yep. So I remember one time I was working with a friend in the in the back and I took a lunch break and I was out in the front at a table eating strawberry pancakes. <laughs> and I decided I'm going to I'm going to pull a good one on my friend here. So I left about a third of my strawberry pancakes. And I told the waitress at the table I said can you do me a favor? Uh, can you leave my plate like right here on the table just for a couple minutes? Can you do that? She said, sure. I went to the back kitchen, I put my apron back on, clocked in and then I told my friend, hey, I'm gonna go uh, gonna go get some dishes. All right. So I went out and I got a tub and I put my plate with my pancakes right at the very top of this <laughs> tub and I carried it to the back and I uh, I told my friend I said, and can you believe just the amount of food that's wasted in this place? Oh, man. And I reached down and I grabbed my remember these are my pancakes. But I reached down and grabbed my pancake and I started eating it. Oh, no. And the look on his face, he's like just disgusted and horrified. He's like, "What are you doing?" Oh, I'm like, no. "Dude, it's strawberry pancakes. I can't let this go." <laughs> 25 years I haven't told him that those are my pancakes. <laughs>
0: Take frugal to a new level.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that was my first wage job.
0: Oh, funny.
1: (laughs) All right. So what's been on the forefront of your mind?
0: I got this great question from a friend this week. I love her honesty. Mm. Okay. She's like, here's the situation. I want to have this procedure done. And it's like something superficial. Okay. Okay. And she wants to have done to improve her physical appearance. And she's wondering... Can I do this? Should I do this? Should I spend money on this? Is really the question. Like is it okay to spend money on my physical appearance? Mm. Because I I could be giving that money to the church. I could be giving that money to missions. I could be, you know, using that to care for widows and orphans. So can I spend that? Should I spend that on myself? Mm. And that's I think a great question to ask yourself and I I've asked myself that every time I'm about to spend money on on my hair, on my makeup, on my nails, on a new outfit, you know, it's like, is this okay? Is it all right to spend money on myself? And so to answer her, I just honestly... I don't know that there is a right answer to this, and I think it's probably going to be different for everybody, right? Like, it's going to depend on your budget. It's going to depend on how much time you're putting into this problem and how much it would cost to fix it, right? Right. So here's how I weigh this in my own personal life. I try to evaluate based on a dollar amount, and this is impossible, Mm. but how much is this worth in my confidence, first of all? Would this make me feel better about myself? Would I feel bolder? Would I feel more comfortable going out, serving among people, being a little bit more in the public and just doing more in that realm? Would that give me more confidence? And what would that be worth dollar wise which is so ridiculous right to weigh that but also I think you have to measure your confidence even in like your relationship, especially I think with your spouse. Mm. So if I'm feeling good physically, what does that do to my marriage? How does that change the way I show up for my spouse? Am I more open to intimacy with my spouse if I feel better about myself? And what would that be worth? And how do you put a dollar amount on that? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I don't know.
1: That's an interesting one, though, because to this day, I don't know what a split end is. And <laughs> if you have split ends, it doesn't bother me. But if it bothers you, and that's preventing intimacy in marriage, okay, right. let's put a dollar amount on that.
0: Right, which is so strange. But I think it does because we're just holistic beings. Sure. And so our physical appearance does have an implication on our emotions and on our intimacy. And okay, we got to figure these things out then. But the other thing that I think you need to question is your time. How much time are you sitting there like looking at your split ends and be like, man, like I've got so many split ends. Like maybe I should just like you know, whatever. And you try and like do your own trim at home and then you mess that up and you're like standing in front of the mirror for how long, like how long are we doing this? And so the reality is you are spending time on this. Mm. Either you're thinking about it and kind of like trying to fix it or you're just like thinking about it and fretting about it, (laughs) which isn't great either. But your time has value too. And mm-hmm. so you could be using that time to spread the gospel yeah. and care for widows and orphans and those things rather than thinking about your split ends or I don't know what to wear. I'm going to try on every single outfit in my closet and pretty much they're all on the floor, right? So weighing confidence, weighing relationships, and weighing your time and trying to put a dollar value on that and comparing that to how much it would actually cost to fix the problem or maybe fix the problem isn't the right term but like feel good and then comparing that to your budget I don't know (laughs) so that's how I try and weigh things again I'm not saying it's right but I think it's a struggle that I know I face it my friend faces it, so I'm assuming probably a lot of people do too.
1: Yeah. You know, it's okay to spend money on nutrition, mm-hmm. right? It's okay to spend time on exercise, Yeah, right? So I guess the question here is, and this is where we landed. It might not be right, but this is where we landed. How much is peace of mind worth in time and money?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you have been listening to Forefront. This is Adam and Christina Hannon, and you can find more on ForefrontPodcast.com.